I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This whole high value man, high value woman thing has gone to people's heads so far that they're literally out here defending a pathological liar. Right, right. This isn't an uncommon story. At all. And that as women, we should also do better to hold each other accountable mm. with these trifling men. You bloody liar, you vagabond. <laughs> How can you do that? Sorry, I when I heard that one, I said no. And can I can I can we talk plainly to our sisters? <laughs> no, let's talk plainly here because this is a safe space. Can we talk just freely here? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney, and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth, and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about the legion of lies uh, ah we are going to be dissecting the who the f did, did i marry series on tiktok now if you're not in the know okay there was a 50 part series a story time <laughs> we love a good story time netflix, netflix literally a lifetime wow. movie series on tiktok from an amazing beautiful lady called risa tisa and she had said she had married a pathological liar and she was going to tell us the story of being married to a pathological liar and she did and that story was a roller coaster from part one to part 52 (laughs) you know what it was for me it's the fact that I was shocked in every single one. Absolutely. There wasn't like a moment where I felt like there was rest and respect. Never. It felt like being in a boxing ring. (laughs) Beat left, right, left, right. As soon as that story started, yeah. So we are going to be talking about the wisdom, us women who are dating in relationships, Mm -hmm. looking Mm. to get into relationships can draw from that story. Because you know we're all about wisdom on this corner of the internet. Let's go. And also I feel like the content was so rich and captivating that there has to be some gems that we all got from that so we thought we'd put it in this little episode for y'all as a little commentary on what's happening on the internet let's go yeah we touched Mm -hmm. on it a little bit in tms hot takes but yeah we wanted to get deeper into Mm -hmm. it um in this episode but before we get into that as you guys know we always have to sweep the house first and so housekeeping announcements well we were hoping that we would be able to announce this event on the podcast. Guys, we- <laughs> but it is with great misfortune um, <laughs> that I come to share with you an event that is unfortunately already sold out. So we are, in, <laughs> in honor of World Book Day, we are collaborating with our dear friend and actual brother, Kenny yeah. Amaphidon, um, making the publishing industry more accessible for underrepresented authors, yeah. aspiring creators, all that kind of jazz. We thought it would be a great opportunity for us to to combine the communities and have a good chit chat yeah. about the process, introduce a couple of really cool industry bruff, ugh, English. It's okay. 
introduce oh it really does doesn't it child introduce a couple of really cool industry buffs that have helped us along our own journey now what we didn't realize was just how many people wanted to come to the The event interest has been wild outrageous so we you know put out a poster we may have sneakily snuck something into the mailing list Generally, when we do that, it seems the sisters say, well, <laughs> it's time for me to get well. what's mine. So, yeah, we released those tickets. And within 24 hours, probably it was actually less. Less than, we less just, than 24. We put the out the poster. did not pass. We put out the poster. That's and the thing. We only, and the thing is, guys, shout out to y'all. Because <laughs> the sequence of events. Because so many people were like, I didn't know you were having an event. Yeah. I was even talking to Mandy. She was like, what event? Adept. And I was like, oh. Guys, as well, in, uh, some of our own friends are like, did not Whoa. have a clue we were even putting on an event. So, Kenny put on his LinkedIn, like, thinking about doing an event with yeah. my sister. It's a World Book Day, a free <laughs> event for, like, people who want to write books. Let's see what we can make happen in our network. And so, suddenly, after one day, we had a venue and then we had food. Shout out to Haley, who sits on the board of Wagamama, who was like, Wagamama, give them food. We had a venue from yep. Jacaranda Books yep. and we food from Wagamama. So we're like, okay, free cool. food, free food. Let's put a flyer together. We put the tickets on LinkedIn. They were gone in an hour, like half of them were gone in an hour. Then we sent it to like our personal networks of people. Then we put it on Instagram at 6 p.m. And by 7 p.m. All the tickets are gone. Yeah. So I implore you. If you are not signed up to the mailing list, <laughs> you are doing yourself a disservice. A great one. A great disservice. A great one. Because many things, as you guys have established, this podcast is weeks behind. Yep. <laughs> well, actually, this is happening. We recorded this on the 2nd of yeah, March. Yeah, it's the yeah. 3rd of March when we uploaded it. Yeah. So we're back on in the main timeline yeah, now. There we go. But you're rarely going to be hearing about things on this podcast, it seems before they get sold out it feels like an if you know you, you know. know you've got to be part if of the you community you've, you've got, got to be, to be a part in. of the sisterhood you've got to be plugged in you've got to be a part of the sisterhood some of y'all let the brothers snap some of those and tickets. it's very embarrassing it's, it's very embarrassing for us i was seeing men and the men of that community you know we don't just introduce any men yeah, on no, this no, podcast. No, 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 no. We don't just work with any guys. No, we have no, no, no. to go for a very serious vetting very process. Serious process. So the folks that will be in that room, <laughs> or while we're talking about dating and Hello, stuff, well. this is not a plug. It's I'm a World saying, Book Day event, guys. But is that about not a books? great? I, and the kind of men, first of all, they read. Anyway, to the girls that are coming, bring your nice shoe. Yeah. <laughs> bring your nice shoe. You can. Yeah. We are certain that the men coming can read. Absolutely. That's good. And they um, like reading. And they're good guys. They could even be writing. Uh, they're interesting. Bring your nice bag. Your shoe. Wear matching. a nice lipstick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, brush Anyways, your hair. There is a waiting yeah. list. So if there tickets is, yeah, there do is. magically become available. But when I say we are actually, at, in fact, over we capacity, at, we're guys, trying to what, figure things out. What we fail to say is this event is on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In London. This event is like in a couple of days. In London. You know what's actually funny though? It's in London. I know that the London girlies have now been complaining, saying, oh, you guys don't don't do do anything for us. But this is use this as a little preparation we are going to be doing a lot of events this year yeah. we want to connect with you guys create spaces for you guys to we connect do. with each other connect with amazing people and so guys how many times do i have to say it shine your sign eye. up to the mailing list shine your sign eye. up to the mailing list we send this mailing list like every monday sometimes tuesday because you know life gets uh, in the way but, okay but you get it 
it has things in there. <laughs> it has things in there. Scroll things all the way to the bottom. You. There are things there. Things for you. Yeah. Therefore, your work. Don't just read the message and think, ah, oh, it's in your this best is interest. Great for my day. There's things below. There are things underneath that love that letter. You gotta sign up. There we go. Anyways, but uh, yeah, looking forward to a really great event for that. It's gonna be a really, really good, good evening. Uh, putting people onto the publishing industry because yeah. if we're gonna be real, the publishing industry is very white. Yeah, white. Uh, white, both from the author side as well as uh, the publication side. And so it's really good to just put people onto game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put people on some game. But yeah, is that the only housekeeping we have? I think, oh, happy International Women's Month. Happy International Women's Month to the girlies. Yeah. The hashtag. So I believe the hashtag for International Women's Month is invest in women. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was about inclusion. Oh, is it? include i thought it was about inc- i don't know it could be but okay. yes invest Inclu- in women and inclusion, inclusion. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna appeal for money talking about inclusion courtney place <laughs> about to tell the brother spend money on the spend women spend money on the women i know people love to say oh you know investment can doesn't have to be financial mm-hmm. it can be other things <laughs> and whatnot that's real cute make his pockets hurt there you go <laughs> hello and i love that it's march because it's right after valentine's day yeah. it's like whoever was creating the calendar had us in mind they really but did. happy international women's month we honor every single woman that is listening to this podcast that is a part of this community love, we love, hope that we have love. invested in you in some way whether it be through this podcast mm-hmm. whether it be through this community mm-hmm. or whether it's been financially because we've yeah. actually been giving money to the girlies we you know have. what i'm saying um so shout out to all of you and shout out to all of our women's from all across the world yes. we have had the privilege over the last literally month um of traveling quite <laughs> oh extensively gosh, yeah. we've been to south africa oh my gosh to... we didn't even tell them new york was amazing oh, new york so was amazing yeah. there's actually so much new york was great go yeah. over to instagram to find out more about that we had a good time in the united yeah. states and the girls have been also in our dms like come to here come to come chicago to come, to Atlanta, oh come to dallas come to here <laughs> receive us yeah it's so true <laughs> it's actually so true guys pray pray for proof of funds yeah <laughs> proof of funds honestly pray for funds you know that part about investing in women how about lol they invest in us all the time though like y'all stream in this platform that's true that's really investment just keep it streaming as well like yeah, just please keep it put on. it on in the background especially you girls on youtube now let's talk because this platform we just need to have a little bit of a rearrangement uh, gather ourselves maybe it's been a while uh, since we talked to you guys directly as you stream stream <laughs> the whole thing uh just put it in the background go about brushing your teeth Clean. brush your hair um, sweep your floor I'm whatever it doesn't matter do your housework and put us in the background you know and leave a comment under leave a comment please and also tell us that we're pretty since you've oh got gosh, no no because, no, no wait well, i've got something here tell us that we're pretty since y'all wanted to see our faces so bad we're back on youtube our faces are here tell us don't Uh, fail let it go don't let it go okay (laughs) don't fail to let us know that we're pretty okay we need the encouragement we need the affirmation because we're trying okay let us hear it an actual mess of a (laughs) podcast so (laughs) 
I think that's it. Somewhere in there is information yeah, you can gather. You can find something. You can, yeah. yeah, get something, whatever that you need. So, funny. so without um, dilly-dallying any further, we have somebody who is in need of our help. Let's go. And so let us get into a ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. The first of the month. Oh. Hey, sisters. It's a boy. I cannot believe y'all are actually reading this. <laughs> Screaming. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I am such a huge fan of your podcast and have been inspired to start one myself. Love it. My dilemma is that I no longer feel in love with my boyfriend of six years. International Women's Month. Or rather, I am falling out of love with him. Okay. The reason behind these feelings is how things have unfolded between us over the years. Okay. I feel like he resents my potential success. Although I'm still in my second year of university, Mm -hmm. I have aspirations for the future. This seems to bother him. Although he has already graduated Uh and works as a software developer. Additionally, he lacks respect when addressing me in front of friends, especially when we disagree. We might have an argument about something like not falling asleep while spending time together. And he might break it occasionally, which wouldn't be a big deal. However, if I do the same thing, it becomes a major issue. Mm. While the problems may seem petty, they have significantly impacted my feelings towards him. Mm. I've addressed these issues and he's promised to change, but there hasn't been much progress. We started dating when I was 15 and Mm. he was 18. Wow. Oh, oh, at 21, <laughs> I have a different perspective on life, of course, because you were a child jail. when um, you started dating jail this time. adult man. Yeah. Perhaps these issues have always existed, but I was too young to notice. Mm. As I've matured, I've realized what I want in a relationship, mm. including marriage. This realization has led me to question our compatibility. Mm. Leaving the relationship is difficult because I have attachment issues. He's not just my boyfriend he's also been a friend breaking up would mean losing both aspects of our relationship furthermore he has been a significant source of support throughout my life Mm. he played a role in raising me considering I didn't have a strong relationship with my parents even though I live with them Mm. he was by my side during my teenage years helping me navigate life's challenges. He's also been my biggest supporter and cheerleader while I've been studying. While I appreciate his past contributions and support, my lack of emotional investment makes staying in the relationship feel like I'm using him. I'm tired of the constant back and forth dynamic and I'm no longer attracted to him. What (laughs) What do you suggest I do with love from a sister in Cape Town? South African system. You already know how we feel about Ah, you guys. Ah, I haven't done that since like 2022. Yeah, you haven't. Oh my gosh. It's been a while, but it's come back ever since you. you I've got a special place in my heart for the South African girlies. Blood and water is As in a new season. They haven't stopped that though. (laughs) (laughs) And that new season... It's not a spoiler alert. So. Puleng. 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 And some of the things she'd be doing still <laughs> wilding. But also there's like a crossover. So one of the characters, do you know Elite? It's yes, like, but I've never watched you it. You shouldn't. Um, that is, anyway. It's like a high school show yeah, as well, isn't trash, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in Spanish. Spanish, yeah. One of the main characters is in the season of Blood and Water. Oh, come on, Netflix. Exchange program, Ivan. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> Blood and Water is my guilty pleasure, man, because it's just so ridiculous. I feel like it has not been good since season <laughs> it's one. So ridiculous. <laughs> 
But you know what? Shout out to Peleng and the gang. Yo. Because they, the way that Blood and Water has yes. made South Africa look, Fantastic. absolutely fantastic absolute best like literally but yeah absolute nonsense literally as we were coming out like i was talking to myself because i was watching it mm. and something happened i was like this is ridiculous <laughs> like out loud this is actually ridiculous um but yeah no sorry guys such a derailment but yeah. point of the fact is hey sis hey, we sis. love you like Thank you so much for sending in your dilemma. Thank you so much for being a supporter, a sister and part of the community. Um, What you're going through is very, very normal and natural. Mm. I think when you are in a relationship with somebody that young, emphasis on that young, because look, you guys have overcome that like season in your life right now, but I must remind you that it's what you folks were doing was illegal. Yeah. If you were participating in any kind of physical activity, that was illegal. Criminality. Um, And as much as there is the closeness in age, it's something that we've talked about before in terms of people being in different seasons of their lives. And I don't want to like project or claim that this person was taking advantage of you. Maybe it's just that, you know, you guys happen to forge a really close connection and a bond but there were a couple of alarm bells ringing for me personally um just because of the disparity in age and also the things that you were going through with your parents and in your home life it seemed that what you could have really benefited benefited from um was more kind of parental involvement and it feels as though he kind of stood in the place of your parent at that particular time so that in of itself I'm not surprised that now that you've gotten a little bit older you've had some time to develop think about things um you've also had exposure to other things I don't know what your relationship is like with some of your other friends as well but it seems like this guy has pretty much been an anchor for you in your most formative stages and as much as that can be a beautiful thing and um kudos to him for kind of standing in in that in that mix it can be a very confusing and problematic thing just because he's now kind of standing at the intersection of being a parent a friend a romantic partner and the lines can get blurred very very quickly um and that's where the kind of is this person taking advantage of you Mm. especially early on can Mm. come in and I really want you to sit with that and think about where you are at at that particular time um because it's you know this podcast there's obviously younger listeners as well and i wouldn't want to encourage the sisters that are below 16 listen face your books. if your boyfriend face your books. <laughs> or the man that you are dealing with is significantly older than you or even a little bit older than you i would definitely recommend that you cool it off um because personally i just don't think that younger girls have any business with grown men mm-hmm. um so yeah there's a little bit of reflection that you need to do do on that As I said, it's perfectly normal for you to develop, grow older and realize that actually we don't have compatibility because you guys got together at such a formative time. You were still actually thinking about what are your values and you are actually still developing as a person. So in terms of like what you want for the future, marriage, some of your ambitions, all that kind of stuff, you are still very much developing. And I think it can be difficult when you're met with resistance later on because the person that you're with probably has an idea of who they want you to be Mm. based off of who you were when you were younger. And I think part of the biggest challenge of relationships is a lot of us don't give each other or the other person space to grow Mm -hmm. or space to develop or um, would want to be by, you know, their side whilst they are going through, you know, those periods in their lives. So I think before you, before you address it with him, take a step back 
I think for you, it's really about being concrete about what you want before you go and present it to him. Like, I love the fact that you identified like, look, there's a lot of petty issues that are cropping up in our relationship, but these are indicative of something bigger. You need to figure out what the bigger is and then present it back to him because that is the basis of a more fruitful conversation. It's one thing to kind of say, I don't like the habit, but it's another thing to say this particular value system, we are not aligned here. How can we move forward? Mm. So for you, I think it's actually before you have the conversation with this man, sit down with yourself and really map out. And you know what? It may not be something that you do immediately. It may not be I sat down with myself and decided these are my values for Mm. my life and this is what I want for my life. It may take a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but it's actually very important that you have some time to really decide what it is that you want or what are some of your core values and what are the things that you won't stand for moving forward. And whilst you are doing this process, I think it is essential that you actually have advice and support from people outside of your relationship. So you didn't really mention friends too tough. If you have close people within your network that you can kind of reach out to and speak to around this, I would highly Mm -hmm. recommend and very much advise that you draw from your community Mm -hmm. I think even the topic of our conversation today is so, so fitting about how necessary it can be for you to make sure that you have a community outside of your relationship as accountability. If you do have older people, I know you mentioned the strained relationship with your parents, but if there's anybody else that you see as a mentor or anyone else that um, would be helpful to have a conversation with, not necessarily to tell you what to do, but to frame and shape your thinking outside of the context of your relationship, I would implore you to do so. Um, and once you have a fuller picture of some of the things that you desire from this relationship moving forward, that's when I would engage in conversation with your boyfriend and your partner to kind of see where they're at. What do they want for their life? What kind of future do they envisage for themselves? I think it's a beautiful thing to have a support system But sometimes that support system from that particular season is not what you need moving forward. And I think with the building up of the emotions that you have right now, I'm telling you resentment. We've spoken about resentment on this podcast Mm -hmm. and from our experiences um, time and time again. Mm -hmm. Things like resentment um, are silent killers of relationships. And this relationship doesn't have to end badly. And it also doesn't mean that you have to stay in a situation that is actually not working for either of you. Mm. Because what it sounds like is there's cracks that are starting to appear from the foundation upwards. So you need to go to the foundation first Mm. um, and try and fix that a little bit. Mm. But this is definitely not an uncommon dilemma. A lot of people get into relationships really, really young and over the process of formation, over the process of development, realize actually this relationship is not serving either of us anymore. And it makes sense for us to either split up, Mm -hmm. take some time apart. Mm -hmm. I would even encourage that, maybe taking a little bit of a step back just so that both of you have time to kind of figure out what you want moving forward before coming back together. But I think it is very, very necessary for you to figure out and you to really think about what is it that I want from this relationship moving forward and how can I make sure that I am bolstered by my community Mm -hmm. and the other things that are important in my life outside of the context of this relationship Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's what i would say miss Mm -hmm. but i would love to hear your thoughts i love everything that you said and i completely agree i think it's very clear from the way you've described your relationship that you kind of know what you need to Mm -hmm. do and you know what you want to do which is move on right i think 
it is heartbreaking when you've been with somebody for so long. Six years is a very long time, yeah. no matter what stage of life you're at. Six years is a very long period of time, let alone six years that encompass your formative years, yeah. the years where you were transitioning from being a teenager to now being, you know, a young adult to now really going into your adulthood. This person has been around for so many you know, big milestones in your life. And as you've described, they've been a huge support system as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. especially when you don't feel like you're close to your primary caregivers. When somebody kind of steps into that role of showing you care and affection, they can almost become your whole world yeah. in that space. Not to say that that's what he's become to you, but I can, I can completely understand the depth of the love and the strength of the connection and affection you may feel to him in that way. However, what you've described in terms of disrespect mm. repeated kind of crossing of boundaries or breaking of agreements um this lack of communication and this yeah. kind of toxic way of communication and then also saying that you're not really attracted to him anymore on oh. top of that i really think you're setting yourself up for failure here if you think you can continue in this relationship mm -hmm. without really addressing what's going on or at least taking a break like you said and then trying to maybe see if it evolves into something else at a different stage in life yeah. i think if somebody is res not resentful but if somebody doesn't encourage you to you know pursue your ambitions and your aspirations you're already working with somebody who isn't supportive mm. if they then layer on top of that the fact that they disrespect you in front of other people girl why are you there right, right? and so i personally from reading this dilemma i think I completely agree. One, you got with him way too young. And this mm. is not your fault because I think when we're young, we date people. Sometimes they are older men. Yeah. But I think on his part, I think you were way too young for him. If, I think this is an issue on his part. You were way too young for him. And I think that can lead to just huge imbalances in power, mm. people maturing at different rates and at different stages. And also he may be under the impression that like, listen, you were young, you were impressionable. Mm. And this is not to put something like too um, sinister on him because obviously you don't know his character. Yeah. He may have just genuinely taken a liking to you. But for you to be with somebody who is incredibly impressionable at that age, for them to now have grown older and suddenly have their own mind and have their own decisions and mm. their own ambitions and their own voice, maybe a bit like, whoa, when did you become a woman? You know, and now he's got to deal with that version of you. And maybe it's that he's just not mature enough yep. to handle you at this stage. And it seems like he then won't have the capacity to contain what it is you are going to become in the future. And so personally, I think this is a great place to hit pause and be friends, right? And you are not responsible to how he will respond to that conversation, but it sounds like your heart is out of it. Yeah. And don't do yourself a disservice by remaining in something which your heart is not in because your heart won't suddenly come back into this situation. You won't suddenly fall head over heels in love with him again if something doesn't change. And mm. it sounds like you've tried to make change happen, but there's been a lot of resistance there. Yeah. So like I keep saying, this is a great time to just hit pause. Have that conversation around, you know what? Right now, I feel like we've evolved into two very different people mm. or I've evolved a lot. And I don't know if this relationship is right for me right now. So I want to take a break. I want to take a step back. I don't know if you guys are living together or if you're living at university or if you have the capacity to have distance but I do think some distance would be really helpful necessary. and necessary um 
to this just so that you can continue to grow as a person because your entire young adult life has been with this man and a lot of women find that they grow and they mature and they realize actually they've outgrown this person Mm. or this person no longer I hate using the term serves, but let's use that, serves the space that they're at now. And so maybe you need time to just be you. You were 15 when you started dating him. You were a different person when you were single because you were 14 and below. Do you get what I mean? You were complete, you were a child, right? You were just a baby girl, but now you're growing into a woman. You don't know what sort of woman you are without him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't know who you are. So I think it's really important for you to experience that level of independence and being by yourself for a little bit, not necessarily isolated from people, but enjoy your friendships, right? If this person is disrespecting you in front of your friends, you probably haven't been enjoying your friendships as much Mm because it's hella awkward. Mm -hmm. So enjoy your friendships. Maybe try and repair those relationships with your parents or your siblings or finding new friends or enjoying being on campus really delving into your course right try dating other people as well there are other men out there who will show you different personalities more agreeable personalities and temperaments um who will just give you a new experience of dating and the world and i think you're robbing yourself of that opportunity of seeing what's out there and what standards you should have because you're trying to almost settle for someone just because there's time in in your history and i don't think you should rob yourself of that this young Mm. in your life um so yes sis i think it's time for this thing to come to an end i don't i don't know what you want and i get it like you want to maintain the friendship but it's the friendship if it's the friendship that you desire why are you continuing to pursue a romantic relationship Mm. if he doesn't want to be friends with you outside of a romantic relationship then he doesn't want to be your friend yeah. that's it do you know what i mean and i get i get it that that's what you're scared of but you shouldn't now sacrifice the fact that this person is occupying way too much space mm. in your life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you're now sacrificing the potential to have someone else fill that space or yeah. for you to fill that space right and for you to truly be happy and for you to come into the fullness of who you are Girl, cut it off. This cut it. It's okay. Cut it. It's okay. You, you it. did it. You did a really good run, though. You Six did. years is serious. Anyways, the legal age is sixteen, though. Yeah, exactly. So no, five I don't years. know. I don't know. But not for a relationship, for sex. Yeah. For, so. Yeah. So I it hope y'all weren't f- knocking boots. It should be for relationships yeah. too. Honestly, to be fair, they could be abstinent. Yeah, they could be abstinent. Even you then, know, we can't assume too much. But at the same time, like he had no business being with you at that age. No rubbing boots either. No knocking. No rubbing. Nothing. So hopefully that was helpful advice. Yeah. Thank you for sending in your dilemma, sis. And if you ever want to send us a dilemma, you can send it to our email dilemmas at to my sisters dot com. Well, into today's episode: women dating lies should have made myself a cup of coffee funds espresso (laughs) company car (laughs) you're a construction now no he was a forklift driver oh put some respect on his name he had the printout tomato tomato construction is different yeah very different yeah that's true that's true but if you are not caught up on the story, please head to TikTok now. She actually has a summary of the yeah, go to whole that. ordeal go on to the that. page. So go and check <laughs> it out. Even if you don't have TikTok, just search Risa Tisa, who the F did I marry? You'll find her TikTok page and just watch the video quickly if you haven't and come back to this. But 
This was a whole ordeal for this woman. I know that Tyler Perry is somewhere. Yeah, he follows her apparently. He follows her. And you know what? I would really love to see it made into a film. I would watch I think it's very, very interesting to see how this relationship went down. And even as she was describing it, she's an amazing storyteller. Mm -hmm. But even as she was describing it, it was easy to picture kind of what was going on and these interactions and the emotions behind it. And I wanted us to talk about the wisdom that women can take from Mm -hmm. listening to Mm -hmm. that story Mm -hmm. about some of the mistakes she made in that, uh, on that journey and in that experience. One thing I really appreciated about the story time was she was very, very honest and transparent about the mistakes that she made the red flags which she chose to ignore and i think a lot of women can relate to that in some ways especially when you read the comments you see so many women who are oh my god it sounds like you're describing my ex Mm. oh my gosh this was my dating experience exactly um but there are so many things overlapping here in this story yeah um and so i wanted us to dive deep into that and talk about some of the wisdom and the lessons women can take out of her experience which she so kindly shared with the world yeah um to avoid but also to avoid this happening but also to guide them Mm. in their dating experience Mm -hmm. so Mm. what were some of your biggest takeaways from this series aside from the fact that men are actually insane okay um, let's actually start there men are actually insane and you know what (laughs) what what also did not help was i was watching this series at the same time as reading the book nearly all the men in lagos are mad yeah reading that (laughs) watching that i like there was maybe a couple of days where i was just like asking some of my male friends and my brother is everything okay with like your community (laughs) like we need some kind of intervention because you guys are insane wow um so aside from the fact that there are some men that can be quite insane Mm. i think for me, one big lesson that stuck out throughout the entire series was you really cannot pursue relationships in isolation yes. or alone. And I think from the fact that this was born out of, you know, during the COVID times, the fact that even when she was talking about them, like matching on, you know, online and online on, dating. on dating apps and stuff like that, it highlighted to me how much, first of all, how easy it is for people to just lie and present themselves as something that they're not, Mm. but also how quickly we can get ourselves into situations without verification and how easy that process has been because of the deep isolation that a lot of people feel right back in the days when you were you know trying to get to know someone it would be such and such a friend has got a friend for you or we were pursuing romantic relationships within community and i think for me this entire like series really showed me when you are pursuing a romantic relationship in isolation Mm -hmm. it can be very very dangerous because there's no verification there's no backups there's no like there's no accountability um and as much as we have cultivated a culture where so many of us are wanting to keep our cards close to our chest and wanting to kind of be that person that is um, able to perceive someone and find their man and like be with their man and all that kind of stuff. It's actually important for us to pursue romantic relationships in community Mm. because we have blind spots. And I love that Risa, in the beginning of the series, she said straight up, I made some mistakes, but also I ignored things. And I think it can be easy for us as women when we have the desire to be with someone, we have the desire for marriage or desire for companionship. We can be blindsided by our own emotions and our desires and 
that coupled with isolation means that we will be taken for mugs. Absolutely. Exploited, if you will. And I think there's a couple things there for me, which is firstly, like in a time where people, the dating situation is already in the gutter. In a time where people already are struggling to trust men and men are struggling to trust women in, you know, the heterosexual uh, dating landscape. It's really, really sad to see, you know, the overarching uh, conclusion from this being, oh my God, men are crazy, yeah. right? Like yeah. men Very lie smart. and men have been down bad. Go and listen to the TMS Hot Takes um, episode from last week, but men have been down bad this week. Like, Blue heart. Ah, you guys, <laughs> your side has been letting you Blue down. Um, but I think one of the biggest things to clarify here is this man was a pathological liar, yep. but also there was clearly a lot going on in terms of his mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think before as women, we go projecting like men lie and oh my God, I've got to be suspicious of everybody. I don't necessarily think this should, and I hope this does not incite suspicion, Mm. but it just makes people more vigilant and more aware and more wise as they are approaching dating because, and she later went on to the, um, do like a follow-up video after having a phone call with his brother. I think this was very recently and saying that like he was, you know, as when he was younger, his parents did try to get him, you know, diagnosed, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get him help. And there was clearly a lot going on here with his mental health. And there were talks of him having bipolar and schizophrenia. And that can be a really complex mental illness that people often deal with. But these are not people who can't, you know, live within society, you can't orchestrate well in romantic relationships. It's just unfortunate that because he didn't acknowledge it and because he didn't treat it and go about um, living as though, okay, no, like there is something I need to be careful of. He ended up damaging so many people in Mm. the process. Mm -hmm. I think before we go like jumping and being like, oh my God. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's like, men are crazy. This man was literally struggling with a mental illness, you know? So I I think that is one thing. Like, don't let this fear monger you when dealing with the dating space. But I love another thing which you highlighted, which is... If somebody's history cannot be verified, no matter what they are telling you, don't believe it. It's going to be very, very hard for you to move with a deep level of trust and a deep level of belief. And I think people don't have to come into a relationship with perfect histories. Right, right. Your past does not have to be like, oh my God, I grew up white picket fans. Yeah. Even like the story Great he life. was trying to tell was very much 
great life. Mm. You know, okay, there were little mishaps here and there with my parents. You know, my dad had children, which wasn't true. But um, <laughs> you don't have to portray that you had this perfect history in order to be worthy of love or entering into a romantic relationship. Yeah. However, even the good and the bad, you need to meet somebody who has a community, who has people around them, who you can verify things with. And as much as this man did create the impression that he had a community, he had a family, he had a vision, he had a village, that wasn't true, mm. you know? And I think you need to be very careful when dating um, and very uh, persistent when dating yep. to meet your partner or your potential partner's village and community in order voice. to verify what's going on. Hear their voice, meet them, <laughs> talk to them, commune with them, right? Because this guy was spending hours apparently, yeah, talking on the phone with people who weren't there, who Sorry, were not there. And I get it. Outrageous. We don't want to seem forceful. We yeah. don't want to seem like we're just suddenly trying to come into someone's life. But I think the degree of intimacy you have with somebody should dictate how immersed you are in their community, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. I should, if you're living with me, your parents should be able to come over or your sibling and I should be able to Absolutely. have a conversation on the phone or we should have met each other's friends or at and i get it like the pandemic and i think this is what made this um story extra complex the pandemic isolation you can't just fly to another city to meet somebody's family absolutely and so i get why she struggled with this but we are not in the pandemic anymore. yeah don't be doing so that. as you <laughs> are going about do dating like try and meet this person's friend like mm -hmm. do a couple double dates pull you up. know pull up to their siblings and be like hey let's all chill together mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Talk about childhood, talk about things that happen and just listen out. I think there needs to be a level of um, wisdom and tact where, you know, you listen and you're like, okay, cool, that checks out. Okay, cool, you're telling me the same story he told me. Okay, cool, that sounds good. Yeah. This has been verified, Necessary. you know? And then I love the last point that you touched on. I think, and this was my first point mm. as I was listening to this series, I think that when you are very scared of being lonely and scared of singleness to some degree, yeah. um, and I wouldn't even just say scared, I'd say fed up. Yep. You end, nah, biggest man thing. Um, you end up doing things which are completely out of out character. Of, out of the norm. Because this woman is intelligent. She is perceptive like the the whole story shows how um perceptive this woman is but i think like you said when there is this strong desire to be with somebody and then someone comes along when you're just more likely to take what they tell you um at face value and not do your digging and allow you know your crb checks to you know you forget that part wayside. of the process and okay i'll just take him like he seems good and you kind of get you know deer in headlights mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm in love and yeah. you get googly eyed and i think there was an extra layer to this as well which i completely like when she said it it really touched me there were a lot of people whose feedback to this series were the first red flag you should have acknowledged was the fact that a man of that caliber, bear in mind he was lying, wanted to be with you. And that was feedback coming from women, right? Talking about her looks, talking about like men who are VPs of a company, which he was not. Men <laughs> who, <laughs> let's just put that out there. No, because my thing is this, if you're going to come on the internet as a woman to criticize another woman, about a liar. Uh, Why are you defending? This man was not what he said he was. In any sense of the words that he said. What the act actual hell? 
But they're coming on the internet talking about a VP of a company, a man who drives that kind of car or makes that amount of money or has, you know, thousands in his bank account would not want to be with a woman like you. And that should have been the first red flag that you acknowledge. And it's like, this whole high value man, high value woman thing has gone to people's heads so far that they're literally out here defending a pathological liar. liar. Right, right. But it's a function of patriarchy. Well, internalized misogyny at that, but... The fact that the first port of call, and it's something that we've seen historically yeah. within society, right? Where we blame women the for the wrongdoing that is done to them. Absolutely. And it's like, yes, of course, yes, sis, you should have seen the red flags, but let's call a spade a spade. The man lied. The let's man start lied there. and he lied good. Well, and this feeds into the something we constantly say on this podcast. Everybody's out here talking about this could have never been me, right? This could never be me. Oh, me never. I would, listen, I'm prepared to bet money that at least every single woman has been made a fool out of at least once by a man. At least once by a man. Even if it was a small thing that you uh, believed, at least once. We have seen it since the dawn of time. And as much as we want to tell ourselves, no, we're smarter than that. No, I would have done this different. One, hindsight is 20-20. Listen. Do you get what I mean? Like, hindsight is always great. When someone is painting their story to you and they highlight the as as for example as much as this story was long yep. like yep. 500 minutes of content right this story spanned over 500 minutes of time so this is somebody who is condensing things right so these didn't all just happen in a short condensed amount of time as much as it was two years which is a short amount of time for all of this to happen there were maybe one or two or three days in between the things that she's telling you happen so you can imagine okay, this happened that was suspicious, but then we have 48 hours of good times. And then this happened, which was suspicious. And then we had a week of a great time. So you can't act like this was, well, I would have seen the, of course you're seeing the red flags because I'm literally painting them for you. But when it was happening to me, they were scattered all over the place. I couldn't see them. So I think we need to be a bit more gracious towards women as well, but also realize that when you're in that predicament, fighting those many, um, that many, intersecting factors of your own insecurities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, time mm -hmm, pressures mm -hmm. you know she was talking about how you know she was a slightly older i think she was over 30 when all of this was happening then you're overweight so you're thinking if i want to have kids it's already going to be complicated Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you've got a global pandemic which is telling you you're going to be lonely for the next year you could also potentially be sick and then you meet someone who tells you everything and in your mind at least at the start, there is no need to question it. Yep. How can you say this wouldn't have been you? This probably would have been any woman. Yep. And it had been three other women before that. So I just found it really, really sad that, like you said, patriarchy, internalized patriarchy had led to women criticizing this mm. woman so much, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Even as she's telling us her pain, yeah. even as she's telling us a very traumatic story, the first thing you go to was, but why would he have wanted you? <sighs> um, huh? It's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. I feel like, especially when people are sharing their stories online, it yeah. makes me think of like the dating shows, like Love is Blind, for example, mm. where you watch these things. Which and is currently a mess as well. We need to talk we about that. We need to talk Man, we gonna touch on it in the hot <laughs> I might even need a whole episode. A whole two episodes. I, I have things to, to say. say. 
But the reason that I have things to say is exactly what you put so beautifully. We are only privy to sections and highlights in time. We're not privy to the entire experience. Mm -hmm. All we see and hear is the narrative. And it's easy for you to highlight moments in the narrative where you think you would have seen it. But then when you are actually within the environment, when you are actually emotionally invested, it becomes really, really hard. Think about the times that, you know, you've been heartbroken by men or think about the times where you've been bamboozled. Mm -hmm. And it's like with hindsight, you can say, oh man, I should have seen the red flags, but you didn't. And I think having more grace for women and Mm -hmm. before we seek to attack and criticize, there needs to be care. And I think the response to Risa, as as much as it's been entertaining and people are like, oh yeah, it would never have been me, all that kind of stuff. It's been really unfortunate, especially on behalf of women to see that the primary response was not care but criticism yeah and criticism for the wrong person the absolute wrong person the wrong reasons the most minuscule reasons but people just want to get out here and say oh but high value men want this and it shut up and this whole idea of desirability exactly why and that's the first thing like that was a huge thing that really pained me as well because now this woman has to get onto the internet and be like is this a red flag that i ignored like would a man like that want me? And I guess that's also something that may have mm. um, caused this to, hap- to happen in some ways or influenced this happening. This is such a good man. And I'm constantly being told I don't deserve good mm, men. Exactly. So let me keep this man. Do you it's get what I mean? a projection of insecurity. A huge projection of insecurity, a huge projection of patriarchal standards, which do not benefit men or women. And people are constantly feeding this narrative, especially towards women who do not feel the typical fit the typical beauty standard. Yep, yep. That like you do not deserve a good man. You do not, and that's how you get a lot of women settling. I would not be shocked if something like that also influences your decision to stay, even when you've seen the red yeah, flags, yeah. because you're thinking, okay, cool, there's these red flags, but. Mm, at least get, he's this and he won't get any better than this at least he's paying the bills and she kept saying that like at least he, he's paying my bills i don't have to worry about a bill and i'm constantly being told i don't deserve stuff like that so let me just take it do you get what i mean and so i think we also need to be careful of the narratives mm. we tell women about what they do and don't deserve because mm. that dictates what they settle for yeah right if you're constantly being told you don't deserve a man to be faithful to you you're going to settle for a man cheating on you right it's unhelpful and, and it's think, dangerous. I think this desire to always try to feel like you can get one up on somebody yeah, is so yeah, yeah, toxic. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't going to lie to you, sis. When she described him, I said, well, this sounds like a good man. Ew, six, when she said six, five, she says six, five, I said, girl, I but get But then it. I saw him. Courtney, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Ready? Cease and desist. How can the comments, the girlies are saying legion has lesions. We do not body shame or skin shame Oh my God. Stop. Oh my God. He was tall. Oh my God. You know what though? She probably could have seen him too. I feel like he didn't look like that when. Because men who do wrong end up looking bad. That's true. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Men that do wrong end up looking bad. Have you ever seen a man who... As I look at you, Stop I can it. tell in your past, you have wronged so many women. You have wronged them. Life has caught up with you. Life karma. has karma, as they say. Karma, it showed up uh-uh. in your skin. Oh my gosh. 
we will not you know what people go through a lot in this life yeah absolutely oh there's a um book by i think it's um roald dahl mm-hmm. the twits Mm, and there was I've like a it. there was like a section in the book where he was like if you're a kind person then kindness radiates yes, from you and you end up looking pretty yes, but yes. for those of you where you got something devilish deep, in your spirit the devil gonna show out for some of y'all legion there's a reason your name legion you man need to go and see your dermatologist you need- <laughs> all that lying breaking out breaking out all that lying but yeah that was like some of the biggest things that i took away from it as well yeah um I just found the whole thing, um, ups- the commentary afterwards, sorry, some quite of the upsetting. commentary was quite upsetting. But another thing which I really took from it was we as women do need to take accountability yeah, we do. Absolutely. Um, around what we see, what we don't see and the work that we do or don't do yeah. to um, make sure that our dating experience is, yeah. you know, healthy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she did take a lot of accountability in the fact that she acknowledged they rushed. Yeah, they did. And I think that's a big takeaway uh, for me and for so many, like, women. Don't rush this thing. There is actually no need to rush. Now, I get it again, pressure, the pandemic and all of that stuff. But I feel as though they could have easily said, I just met you. Yeah. It's only been a couple of weeks. I can't now quarantine with you. You can't now move up in my I house. I don't know you from, from any. You could be anybody. And now you're living in, in my, my house, house. And I got to look at you every single oh day. My God. This whole man and wife. And, so, and you know what? I hear it because there's definitely been a whole bunch of stories online. Some yes. really great stories of people that have met their partner yes. within five months, six months. They've decided to get married. Yeah. It's all panned out. They've been married for 10 years. Like there's been a yeah. condensing and a lot of those stories. So I get why women are almost being swayed by this haste because mm. You know, the whole narrative of like, oh, if a man knows what he wants, Absolutely. then he's going to pursue yeah. it and there's nothing that's going to stop yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. However... And I think especially when you meet online, because no. the stories like that, mm. right, are often, oh, but we went to the same church. Yeah. So again, already yeah, yeah. there's that verification. Exactly. There's the people can vouch for them. We now have, we're surrounded by community or um, we had family members in common or he was a family friend or we had friends we were in each other's network. This man was not a stranger, oh. essentially, is what's being said. They were already, there was already proximity. Mm. And so it was easy for us to accelerate the intimacy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, when somebody is a stranger, there's a whole process of proximity yeah do you get what yeah, i mean yeah. like you i just literally just just i've actually set my eyes I on you i didn't even know you existed a day ago i've and just set yes, my eyes on you whilst whirlwind loves can happen and i absolutely love a whirlwind romance mm-hmm. love that for you allow the whirlwind romance to slow down Settle. a bit and see what's behind the wind because when everything settles that's mm-hmm. when you really see what you're working exactly. with right and i think it's it's sad because again, it was 2020. And I keep saying that because I feel like the pandemic, so many of us went through things we never thought Madness. we'd go through. As much as people were getting married, people were getting divorced. divorced. Left, right, and People center. are separating. People are, and again, it's like that, right? Suddenly you're in such close proximity and quarters, close quarters with your partner that you're even like, I've been married to you for five years and I've just discovered I don't like you. Not even a little bit. A single bit. You should leave this house. But Simple you can't. But you can't. You can't go anywhere. So I think those are also very, as they said, unprecedented yeah. circumstances that surrounded that relationship. Mm-hmm. 
But I still feel like she did take accountability for, and we all need to take accountability for the speed we allow our relationships to progress. Yeah, for sure. Because there is sometimes wisdom in slowing down. Yeah, you don't have to move fast all the time. And I, I really love that you brought up that um, rhetoric around if a man knows what he wants, okay, fine. But do I want you? Yeah. I'm still deciding if I want you. And heavy emphasis on the I, because I think what was also a problem in this particular situation was, did she really know what she want? Yeah. And to what extent was what she wanted colored by these social perceptions of what you should want from a man, right? So the classic, he's got to be tall. He's got to work at this. He's got to do all of this kind of stuff. Set aside the whole desirability. Is this actually what you want yeah. in a relationship? Yeah. And will this sustain your relationship? Clearly not. not. Because after the fact that he's tall, after the fact that he's working as a VP, yeah. you still have to contend with this person's character. Yeah. And I think that's often something that we as women can be quick to overlook yes. because of the social perception or requirement that yeah. men should just be providers. Well, it's not just resources and financing that you should be providing. Yes, absolutely. Your character is actually very important yeah. here. And I think if we do slow down the dating process, then we have enough time or at least more time to really Vet inspect, yeah. is this man's character? Forget the, you know, the, the money nice and the nice stuff, the cars, the houses and stuff. Is this man, as a man, the man that I want to be Absolutely. And we need time to inspect that as women. Does he prove himself to be who he says he is? And I get it. Because I want to give her a lot of grace. For sure. Because the things this man did and described would completely suggest this is a man of good character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like... The way he described his relationship with his family, yeah. him being on the phone with his family all the time, him taking you to the gravesite of his grandparents, which aren't weren't even his grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this these grandparents that have been dead for over ten years. <laughs> I know somebody in their grave. Like, what's this man? What's this man doing oh, over my grave? You know things like that. It's like you're saying all of these things, and as. I look at that picture you've painted me. This actually looks like a man of good character. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing certain things here and there which follow up. Like the fact that he was paying all the bills. No matter what, the fact he was lying about this job, but you were still covering all the bills. That's a big, I mean? yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's a big exactly. thing, you know, because exactly. some people will talk the talk, but then they'll never walk the walk. The but the he month. was really walking the walk. He said, you ain't never got to worry about a bill again. And she didn't. And she didn't. Do you get what I mean? She had other things that she needed to worry about. The bills. bills More than that. More than that. Take your bills back. (laughs) That's what she should have done. But stuff like that, I think, I I really agree with what you said. I think you have to give people time to really show you who they are. And I think this whole story even proves that over time, she was able to still see, ah, There are some cracks here. And those cracks, the more I peer into them, they're more than cracks. Oh my God. Sorry, Courtney. How could this man, your babes is giving birth to your kid and you pretend to To be be your own own assistant to say that you are not available. And she wasn't even giving birth. She was having a miscarriage. No, it's actually outrageous. This woman is going through the worst. He said, call my husband. And you are, he, he can't come to the phone <laughs> right now. <laughs> you bloody liar, you vagabond. <laughs> How can you do that? Sorry, I when I heard that one, I said, no. Uh-uh. <sighs> Your kid, she is going through a traumatic process that you should have already been Been there. a part of. But because of your life... Do you know what? This is so tangential. But 
the level I know that you know mental illness aside and stuff yeah. like that the level of creativity no that man was creative <laughs> let me tell you one thing the world that man had made in his that head man. you cannot convince me he didn't believe them and I think that's another part of the issue I think because of the clinical side of this nah. he genuinely believes the lies he's you been know, spinning you know how we spoke about maladaptive daydreams <laughs> maladaptive daydreaming that man is in a constant state <laughs> constant state of it's really bad it's really bad <laughs> i think that's why as much as like this story time has been a gift to the world we need to be careful about our participation in it because mm-hmm. we are dealing with someone with a clear mental illness <laughs> <laughs> no, Renee, I'm being serious. This man has a mental illness. How can you be on the phone for 30 minutes with, and there's nobody there? And you are going in. <laughs> oh, how are you even able to keep your train of thought? Get that man an Oscar. Get that man some this, help. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know what they say the line between like genius and insanity yeah, is yeah. very thin. It seems that. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of just not so in the line because how, really re- how do you remember your what line? somebody's apparently said and that's the thing this man <laughs> believes this stuff and even more into the story she reveals right like this is everything she told him he was his twin brother was she yeah. didn't even know he was a twin in the first place it's really giving villain origin yeah, it's, story it's really, it his really twin brother was so maybe like he just was telling her his story i don't know but it's very very sad <laughs> it's very very sad have you seen this rabbles in a state of constant maladaptivity <laughs> you, you, you be because you you've created a world yeah a whole and world people that don't exist you have to have been living somewhere else you have to it's it's very very sad um but yeah i think those are the big takeaways for me man like damn i'm really sad she went through this i am very sad that she went through this and i think it came with so many oh this is another thing that i took from this yeah premarital counseling is necessary courtney we're waiting on you to get qualified babes guys i researched into it it takes a lot of time (laughs) yeah i don't currently have we are well you better make it you better make it you come with a doctor quartz for that <laughs> premarital counseling. Yeah, like I think premarital counseling is so important because they ended up going to marriage counseling as in after they got married in the first month of their marriage. That's insane. And the pastor's wife said, if you guys had come to us before you got we married, would we would have told you, you, you not to mm-hmm, be with each other. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it's important to have those eyes of wisdom. We've already we've already talked about um, community. Yeah. But I think there's something important about wise counsel yes, yes. when you are dating there needs to be people who have authority in your life to be able to sit you down and be like the way you're acting the way she's acting this is wrong and we can tell you from a place of wisdom what right is and what wrong is and you need to be able to trust us and follow our guidance but they didn't have that right as much as people were informed about their relationship, like, don't get it wrong, people did know that they were dating, Mm. people, you know, people had spoke to him on the phone, stuff like that. And she had met some people. She had spoken to some people. She had been introduced to some people. But the way their relationship was described was just not as deep as she was actually told. However, um, I think it's important to have people in your life who actually can tell you. And look with that lens of, is this thing working? Is it functional? Is it healthy? And they didn't have that. And I think if they had taken time to, especially both of them saying they're believers, and that will bring me on to my last point. Yeah. 
if they had taken time to sit down and really talk through certain things, she would have been able to see this is not going to work. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just got to take them to like a prophetic minister and have somebody lay hands on that man <laughs> and say, whoo. But even then, people yeah, see what they want to see. You. This is the truth. You got know I mean? People this see the what truth. they want to see. And I think it's when you actually get to communicating and conversating with the person and you see how they talk to other people yeah. and what, you know, people, because people will ask them investigative questions. And when you start seeing those responses, you're kind of like, hmm you're different here than when um, you talk to me uh what's going on here there's yeah. a discrepancy here a huge one no a huge one so i feel like she would have seen that a bit better with counsel i really love that i love that you said counsel and i think one of the takeaways that i got from this whole experience is this isn't an uncommon story at all and at all. that as women we should also do better to hold each other accountable mm, with these trifling men come on because i'm so sick and tired of it being a feature of the women's experience dealing with partners or men that are subpar or you know somehow defective or doing something that harms women it feels like almost every woman that i've spoken to or i know has been put through it by a man Mm. and my genuine desire for women is to have dating experiences where they're not being put through things Mm. by men like i really want us to get to a place where as a community That's the devil trying to choke out the point (laughs) I was trying to say there. You know, Legion is coming up. Um, But as a community, Mm -hmm. I want us to be able to not necessarily protect because you can't always protect people from trifling men. But I want it to feature less as a common story. It was the fact that I heard this and I was like, hmm, there's certain lies or certain discrepancies that I'm hearing that I'm familiar with. Not just by virtue of dealing with trifling men myself, but but knowing women that have gone through that. And then also looking at the comments and people saying, oh, like you were saying, this reminds me of my narcissistic ex, or this reminds me of this person, or this reminds me, I don't want it to remind you of anyone. I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen. So I think we as women, it's actually important for us. And I'm so thankful that she shared her story because there is something about sharing stories. There is something about community and there's something about accountability. We as women need to make sure that we as women are doing better. Absolutely. And that we don't allow these trifling men armed with the wisdom of other women. Mm. It doesn't have to be that we have to go through it ourselves. i think there's that right that we have so much sometimes we can have so much hubris as Mm -hmm. women to think that this will never happen to me Mm. but it really could be you absolutely and And armed with that knowledge and the experience of other people should be enough for us to prevent us from falling into these vices again and And again again and and again again. and it's true i think more women need to share their stories and listen to the stories of other women um in order to avoid these kind of traps and be clued up. And I think that's why we're even having this conversation and why I really am grateful that this woman shared her story so publicly and so widely because there are a lot of women who can not only relate, but also spot what's happening maybe in the present as well. Um, And the last thing that I was going to say was you need to put God first in your relationship. There's actually reasons why God gives us the parameters he does around dating and the courting process or the premarital process and who it is you should select to be your partner. And I think if those things were observed, she would have she would have been a bit more 
guarded, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And I think sometimes we describe, you know, heal and let your barriers down and be less guarded and be less, you know, don't put this fortress around you. Mm. But there's a difference between, you know, walls and gates. Yep. And I feel like she opened her gates way too soon. And so it's important to kind of keep those boundaries up, be guarded, be vigilant, be wise, take yeah. time, proceed with caution, but also allow God to guide you yeah. on this relationship. And I think within this story, she mentioned so many times, and I think she is a Christian. She didn't mention faith a few times and the language she was using suggested she was a Christian. But I think a few times she heard from the Holy Spirit and chose to ignore it. Mm. I think her discernment was there and she just chose to ignore mm. it. And I think when we prioritize what's God saying, what's mm. the Holy Spirit saying, what's my intuition saying, yeah. what's my spirit telling me, um, we end up hearing the things we really need to hear. Yeah. And we ended we our steps end up being guided um in a much more safe direction. No, I love that you said that man. Discernment is key, key? but specifically discernment from the Holy there Spirit. There we go. There's a reason why we ended up nicknaming this guy Legion. The legion warning signs will be there. Ah, legion of yeah, because they are many. Exactly, a legion of spirits, and you need to be able to discern what is behind this person. Yeah, what is on this person? What is in this person? One hundred percent. But then, even with that, right, it it requires a certain level of submission to that voice to be Absolutely. able to receive it, yeah. and that's where the conversation we were having around like what worldly voices are we allowing to color our experience yeah. because these things can be filters and blockers and makes it even more difficult for God to actually speak to yeah. you because it's hard to listen to the Holy Spirit telling you don't be with this man when in your heart you're like but this guy is six foot yeah. five it's hard to listen to the Holy Spirit about this man when you're hearing from this guy I'm a VP at yeah. this tech company I'm taking care of you I'm Absolutely. paying the bills it's hard to hear and it's hard to listen to what you need to when everything you want is before yeah. you. But the thing about that is everything that you think you want, child, when you actually get it, you realize that you didn't want it in the first place. And it place. goes back to the thing I've been saying, guys. <laughs> it's really hard for the Holy Spirit to talk to you and guide you when you have idols in your heart. Hard. It's, hard. it's really, really hard. And I think the narrative we're being spun in our generation as women dating yeah. is what supersedes character what supersedes safety what supersedes godly wisdom is the aesthetics yeah the money the income his uh the perception people will have of him the, the perception people will have of you and your relationship and it's like hold on now <laughs> If the Holy Spirit is saying no, listen, don't care how tall he is and how much money he makes, that's not the man for you. Dial a fr listen, you know um how to be a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be a millionaire? And it's like you have the option to phone a friend. Exactly. Some of y'all need to take the option. Have you ever seen that game show where the person refuses yeah, to, to like to use one anything. of their lifelines no. or anything. You've got the audience, you've got the, they refuse because they believe in their heart exactly. that they're the ones that are they going to win that million. And then they Try. get it wrong. Try. They lose everything. You will lose that 10K. So yeah, talk to the Holy Spirit. Pray, let God guide you. Listen. Let his principles guide you as Listen. well. Stop the fornication because it's going to cloud your judgment. I can guarantee and, and, you that was a factor here as and well. Ca and can I, can I, can we talk plainly to our sisters? <laughs> no, let's talk plainly here because this is a safe space. Can we talk just freely here? You know, when a, a pastor says that, it's like, can we just be real? Can, can we, we have a real honest? conversation? I know the D game can be good. It, uh, Dickmatize is a real thing. It's a real thing. 
it is there's a spirit behind that absolutely okay i i get that there's just something about the toxic sex that is appealing yeah in the moment yeah when it becomes your lifestyle you've lost let's put the penis down oh my god no 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 both of you put your weapons down put your various disarm put your various genitalia put it away put your panties back on zip up your jeans and pull up your leggings okay put your nighty and your bra put it back listen i know you even want to go wear something nice underneath so that when it comes down Put, <laughs> put the lingerie down. Well, of this, I see and you talk. Look browsing. that man eye to eye and talk. Listen, okay. Because when the dust settles, don't let that man digmatize you. Because that's the thing. And it's a real thing. I feel thing. like we as women sometimes we don't talk about that enough. I know that yeah, the guys will true. talk about, uh, you yeah, know, the yeah. girl. She, she was whipped. cute. Yeah, he whipped and yeah. stuff like that. I I get it. You know, this is a cute. This is a fine man. You know, he's stacking downstairs. He's making you feel all these type of things. It's a ruse. <laughs> it is a ruse. That man. It is can easily a, blind you. Man. He is a vagrant and a vagabond. Actual vagabond. Don't, and, and that fornication. That's an idol that we need to talk about, 100%. man. Hundred percent. Leave the sex alone. Leave it because Leave it. there's nothing that clouds your clarity <gasps> like fornication and good fornication too. Great the one sex. that feels great. Absolute amazing, filthy, <laughs> hard, fast, <laughs> and slow fornication. <laughs> Listen, it's a sin. It's a sin. As that uh, guy is looking into your eyes, in that's that. how he's snatching all of your. You see that frontal lobe connection that you had? No, because this is the reason why it happens to you. You'll be saying, oh, by 25, your frontal lobe is connected. I'm telling you, the connection that you have in your brain. When you're having sex with a man that you're not meant to be sexing with, the connection starts to dissipate a little you're bit. Actually so he funny. is removing the brain cells that had now you're not the neurons at all. You're not serious at all. But no, not to fear manga, but genuinely, like the clarity, because it becomes another factor, right? right? Like I really like him, but also that moment of intimacy Mm -hmm. when all of those hormones are being released, it makes me see him in a way that is so idyllic, that is so romanticized, literally, that I may not be seeing the truth of who this person is. So let me just take a step back. Let me allow myself to see things for what they are. And then hopefully you'll see things for what they are. Be vigilant, man. Be on be penis vigilant. patrol. Be vigilant. There we go. Be on penis patrol. But yeah, sisters, we hope that this was actually <laughs> helpful as an episode. Um, <laughs> let us know what your thoughts are on mm. who the F did I marry. Mm. Let us know the lessons you took from it, the observations, the tea, your experiences. Mm-hmm. Comment down below here on YouTube. Please Leave do. a comment on Spotify as well and make sure you follow us on social media come on man come and chat to us we're not we're not cold you know come and follow our socials at to my sisterhood pretty much absolutely everywhere and then you can follow us individually my best friend at renee kapuku and me at c Deep-watting. um and yeah make sure that you follow make sure that you sign up to the mailing list i've told you i've kept telling you every single every single episode it's because you people are not listening to the end 
there's only if a choice few the chosen ones if you can hear my voice right now god will bless you this week hallelujah glory be um <laughs> guys guys please sign up to the mailing list that is where we drop the most exciting things yeah whether it be a flash event whether it be access to something exciting whether yeah. it be what we're reading or what we're chewing on for discount the, the week discount you codes onto things. like do you want to help yourself or not yeah it's a red flag if you don't let this be your green one <laughs> and you know that community accountability that yeah. we were talking about you can get in on that by joining the mailing list Absolutely. because we go into depth we t- ah, we write love letters to For you real. so that those silly boys outside that are sending you things love bombing <laughs> you you'll say you don't worry i'm loved yeah i'm loved yeah but sisters we hope you have a fabulous fabulous week ahead we will be back before you know it but until then keep glowing and growing Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.